one. You're going to love priesthood. It's so awesome. <laughs> a couple of uh, housekeeping items before we dive into today's theme. Um, so we have two collections today. The second collection is for the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. It'll happen basically right after our normal collection. Uh, a lot of us, I know, we don't carry cash these days. Every one of us should give to the Archbishop's Catholic Appeal. If you go to archden.org, you can sign up online. I give to it every year. It should be part of our tie to the church every year. It supports all the things that we can't do just as a parish, but things that are kind of bigger than us. Um, so I encourage you to that. It supports our seminarians. It supports Catholic schools. It supports the homeless. It supports pro-life activity. There's all kinds of great things. So I encourage you to that, but there is that second collection today. That's what that's for. Today, a little different. Today, we're not going to stick to our readings like we usually do. Because today, I want to talk about mothers on a Mother's Day. Uh, but I just want to make, you know me, I can't, I have to make one note. Today's gospel, so powerful. John chapter 10. Um, today, Good Shepherd Sunday is usually given over to the promotion of vocations. I want to challenge you young men out there. We're going to talk about this a little bit today, but we need young men who will give their lives for Jesus Christ and for the good of the church. Denver right now is hurting badly for vocations. We are not doing great with vocations. We need men, young men, who will be courageous. You have to listen for God's call, but every one of you, if you're not married, if you're a young man and you're not married, every one of you, we need men who will lay their lives down for God and for the good of the world. And every one of you, if you're not married yet, you should be asking the question of Jesus. Good shepherd, are you calling me to give my life for you? It's an important question. Today in John 10, such great news. Jesus talks about those sheep that are his. He says, I give them eternal life and they shall never perish. And I love this line, no one will snatch them out of my hand. No one will snatch them out of my hand. In Romans chapter 8, there's a similar line. St. Paul says this. St. Paul says, I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus. Thank you, Lord, for that. What an amazing thing. So Father Garonsky, who I talk about a lot, Father Brady and I were with him in the seminary when we were seminarians. Every Mother's Day, when I think about Mother's Day, I think of Father Garonsky. Um, Father Garonsky was getting his doctorate in Mandarin at the University of Hawaii, which we've all done that at some point. And he was getting his doctorate, so he knew Mandarin fluently. And when Father Garonsky would talk about women and about where our culture is at, and he would lament where our culture's gone. 
and that our culture hates authentic femininity. And I think that's true. Our culture hates authentic femininity. But Father Goronsky would always be amazed and he would reflect about how in Mandarin, the word for goodness, the characters in Mandarin are, are really pictorial. And the word for goodness in Mandarin is based off an image of a woman holding a child. And so goodness for the ancient Chinese people was displayed in the image of a woman and her child. And isn't that true? All of us, right? Maybe not all of us had perfect mothers. But what's better in society than a mother holding her son or her daughter? Remember that when the kids are screaming in mass, right? <laughs> That's what goodness is. And thank God today for mothers and for the feminine heart, which brings receptivity into this world. Mothers, you have a heart that we men don't have. It's different. You bring something to all of us that we so desperately need. And our society today doesn't like that. Our society today wants to undermine that. I'll never forget when I was a young priest, there was this other priest who gave this great homily once on abortion. And we all know what's happening right now with abortion. And he was praying and he gave this great homily and he preached about how the pro-death movement of abortion today in our culture they oftentimes use the language and they say, it's my body. This is my body, hands off my body. And I was blown away, this priest had this prayer and he said, isn't it ironic how much that undermines the words of Christ? This is my body, which is given for you. That was him. And I remember when Father Brady had that homily, and you told me about it. We're both criers. <laughs> we are. <laughs> Isn't that true? Yeah. <laughs> but that moved my heart so much. I remember Father Brady sharing that at a Lord's Day, about how God had given him that image, and it's so profound. Right, today, as we, we might see the end of Roe versus Wade, thank you, God. What an amazing thing that will be if that happens. We have a fight ahead of us, though. And we've got to convince the hearts of those around us and the minds of the world around us, brothers and sisters, that true goodness in life, true fulfillment, true happiness it's not when someone says, this is my body, I can control my life. It's when Jesus says, this is my body, which will be given up for you. Mothers, thank you for doing that for us. Pregnancy, I know, at Lord's, I never knew before I was a priest, there's a lot of pregnancies at Lord's, and there's a lot of suffering that women go through for their sons and daughters. We love you. We're grateful for your sacrifice.
I was driving yesterday, and I don't usually pay attention to billboards. I don't know if you do. I don't usually do that, but I was struck by one driving yesterday. I was driving to go cook for a bunch of priests. We've all been there. And I was driving, and there's this billboard, and it caught my attention because it was a um, tourist kind of uh, billboard trying to get people to come to Nebraska. And I was like, okay. <laughs> and it said, Nebraska, because the mountains would just block the view. <laughs> it really said that. <laughs> and I just kind of thought, well, that's, that's one interpretation. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know you're going to have a lot of success with people in Colorado, but... I have one simple message for you mothers today. And I want to challenge you to this. That's an interpretation. You can drive through Nebraska. I'm sure it has its beautiful parts if someone's from Nebraska. I'm sure it does. The people are wonderful. But you drive through Nebraska and that's an interpretation. Moms, what I want to challenge you to today is that your job as Christian women is to interpret the cross for us, your sons and daughters. Everything in life demands an interpretation. Father Garansky, to come back to him, Father Garansky would always say, the church has a heart. The modern world, when we look around us, it can seem cold and hard. And there's not a lot of room for the heart. But the church has a heart. And at the center of the church's life, there are two hearts. There's the sacred heart of Jesus, and there's the immaculate heart of Mary. And it is no accident, brothers and sisters, that both of those hearts are hearts that are wounded. And today, with the culture wars in our society, women, you are called in a special way, men as well, all of us, but we are called to fight for life. And as I've been listening to the evil lies of the pro-abortion movement, and the hatred spilling from them. There's been, my, one of my thoughts has been going through my mind is that there's a lot of hurt people who do not know how to interpret the cross. And women today in the pro-abortion pro movement, they say things like, we need abortion because my, I have to have my career. So we have to have abortion because otherwise women would be held back from a, a, a fulfilling career, whatever that means. And we have people saying, well, we have to have sexuality on demand. And I couldn't live without that, and so therefore there must be abortion. And so people don't know how to interpret the cross.
Moms, I want to challenge you. This is your job. There's an ancient saying in Greek. We've used it here before, lords. So in, in Greek, a lot of times uh, people would say, pothane, mothane, which means to suffer is to learn. But today I want to propose to you, moms, something that you know, something that's written on your heart. And today I want to propose to you, it's not just that to suffer is to learn, pothane, mothane. I want to propose to you a new phrase, which is pothane, agapane. To suffer is to love. To suffer is to love. So our homily today is sponsored by Father Brady Wagner and Hans Urs von Balthasar. <laughs> Balthasar says this, and he speaks of, of Mary. And two things I want to propose to you. Moms, what you do in this hard world and what you're called to do more and more, wherever you're at in life, moms, you're called to be like the Blessed Virgin Mary. Balthazar speaks more beautifully of Mary than probably anyone I've ever read. He says this about our Blessed Mother. He says, she is so pure and loving that she needs no cloister. Remember, a cloister is when we have nuns that are contemplative and they don't go out in the world. They live behind a wall. She is so pure and loving, she needs no cloister to remain undefiled by the world. For me, I have to draw lines in the sand because I'm not strong. I have to avoid certain situations. I have to live a certain discipline of life because I'm not strong. Mary is so pure and so holy, she needs no cloister. Wherever she goes, she brings purity, love, and heaven with her. Her love is its own cloister. Love that line. Wherever she goes, she brings purity, love, and heaven with her. There's something of the feminine heart, I think, that can do that in a unique way. Ladies, that wherever you go, you can bring a purity, love, and heaven just because you're there. If you love, women, if you love as God calls you to love, if you're going to be the mother that God wants you to be, there's a tremendous suffering. There's the suffering of raising children when you haven't had a good night's sleep in 15 years. Right? There's, as, as my friend Andy, I've quoted all the time, when, you're, when you have kids, everything you own is either lost, broken, or sticky. And I, I guess this is a great line. That's why I became a priest. Uh, <laughs> But there's a deeper, here's what you've got to do, and here's what I want to leave you with today. The world doesn't follow God because it doesn't understand the cross. And people say, I can't, I can't do that, it's hard. And what life's about, it's about me. 
It's about things going smoothly. It's about me having the things I want. It's about money and pleasure and power. And if we live that way, we reject the cross of Jesus Christ. Mothers, you've got to help us. Mary loved, and so a sword pierced her soul. And that is the destiny of anyone who loves. If you love with the kind of love that God wants us to have, brothers and sisters, you will suffer. So Balthazar says this. He says, perhaps there is nothing more incomprehensible and supernatural in Mary's life than this. If you had to pick one thing, you looked at the life of Mary and you said, this is the most amazing, the most supernatural thing, what would you say? Balthazar says this. Perhaps there is nothing more incomprehensible and supernatural in Mary's life than this. that she does not die with her son. For in fact, she lives by the son, no less than he lives by the father. The father and the Holy Spirit encompass her and keep her supernaturally erect while she is deprived for three days of the center of her soul, her son. With the pro-abortion movement, I don't know how we ultimately win that one, but I know it looks something like that. We do not use the weapons of this world. Of course abortion should be outlawed. Of course murder should be outlawed. But Mary conquers with her immaculate heart. She conquers with a love that suffers. What could be better than that? If anyone here today, if any of you has ever been involved in an abortion, you are loved by God. And there is mercy and there is forgiveness. And the two hearts that reign in our church, the hearts of Jesus and Mary, they have borne your sufferings and they love you. Moms, thank you today. We love you. My mom was at the eight, and I'm so grateful for all the sacrifices that she has made for my whole life. And today, may we be more like Mary. Moms, especially, may we be more like Mary. Do not be as afraid of the cross, but surrender to it. That kind of love will convert the world. Jesus, bless our mothers today. The world doesn't seem to have a heart, but your church does. Jesus, may you give the women of our church courage and love. May you give them purity and joy. 
Lord, may they be images of the Blessed Mother. May she pray for them. Lord, as her sufferings made her the mother of all Christians, so may our mothers teach us how to love the cross.